0: Haunting of Hill House, Shirley Jackson Chapter 2 Eleanor Vance was 35 years old when she came to Hill House. The only person in the world she generally hated, now that her mother was dead, was her sister. She did like her brother-in-law, a five-year-old niece. She had no friends. Is it owing largely to the eight years she had spent caring for Evelyn's mother, which had left her with some proficiency as a nurse and inability to face strong sunlight without blinking? She could not remember ever being truly happy in adult life. Her years with her mother had been built up devoutly round small guilts and small reproaches, constant weariness, unending despair without ever wanting to become reserved and shy. She spent so long alone, with no one to love, it was difficult for her to talk, even casually, to another person without self-consciousness and awkward ability to find words. Her name had turned up on Dr. Mundago's list, because one day, when she was twelve years old, and her sister was eighteen, her father had been dead for, quite, for, not, for not quite a month, Shells of stone have fallen on their house without any warnings or any indication, purpose or reason, dropping from the ceiling, whirling loudly, ceilings down rolling down loudly down the hill walls, making windows and pattering madly on the roof, the stones continued intermittently for three days, during which time which time Enlaw assists were less unreserved as stones by the neighbour, as sightseers who gathered daily outside the front door by their mother's blind hysterical insistence that that all this was due to malicious backbiting people, the block, who had it in for her since she came. After three days, law and her sister were moved to the house of a friend. Stones stopped falling. Nor did they ever return. law and her sister and her mother went back to living in the house, a feud with the entire neighborhood that never ended. Story had never been forgotten by anyone. except had been forgotten by everyone. except the people, that the miracles consulted. It had certainly been forgotten. By her law and her sister. Each of whom was supposed at the time, that have was responsible. During the whole underside of her life, ever since the first memory, her-in-law had been waiting for something like horse, like hell, like hell. House came for her mother, lifting a cross old lady from a chair to bed, sitting out endless little trays of soup, sitting out endless little trays of soup and oatmeal, sealing herself to the filthy laundry. Then, law had lost held fast to the belief that someday something would happen. She stepped in, an invasion of hill house, but returned mail. Her brother in law insisted upon calling a couple of people, to make sure that this doctor fellow was not aiming to induce. in-law to savage rights, not unconnected with matters, Enlaw's sister deemed it improper for the unmarried young woman to know. Him. Perhaps Enlaw's sister was in privacy or the marital bedroom. The barital bedroom. Perhaps Dr Mundakool, if that really was his name, of all, perhaps this doctor will use these women for some well experiments, you know, experiments the way they do, and her sisters dwelt richly upon experiments she had heard these doctors did, and i no such ideas, or, having them, serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out any right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. I was not afraid anyone eh, you should would have gone anywhere. Theodore, there was as much as such name as she used. Her sketches were signed Theo, on the apartment's door, a window of a shop, a phone listing, a pale stationery in the bottom of the lo- lo- lonely photograph of her, which stirred on a mantel. Her the the name was always only Theodore, Theodore, but I did not at all like for duty and conscience were well for Theodore, Apparatus which belong properly to Girl Scouts. It all went well, with one of delight, soft colours. She come on to Dr. Funtukul's list because going, going laughing into the laboratory, laboratory, bringing with her a rush of floral perfume. She somehow been able, amused and excited, of her own incredible skill, to identify correctly eighteen cards out of twenty, fifteen cards out of twenty. Nineteen cards out of twenty, held out by insistent at uh, sight and hearing. Name of Feridore's shone, shone in the records of the laboratory, and so came inevitably to Dr. Montague's attention. Feridore, been entertained by Dr. Montague's first, first letter, and answered it and curiously, perhaps a week awakened knowledge. Feridore, which held uh, the names, of symbols, and the cards, held out of sight, urged her away Her way towards her house, and yet fully intended to climb into fixation. Yet, perhaps, a stirring urgent sense. Again, when Dr. Wundtigal's confirming letter arrived, Theodore attempted, and somehow plunged blindly, wantonly, to violent quarrel a friend with whom she shared an apartment. Things were said on both sides, which only time could eradicate. Theodore had deliberately, heartily smashed. With that lovely silk little figurine hers friend at card uh, of her a friend had cruelly ripped to shred the volume of Alfred de Musa. It had been a perfect present from Fredor, taking particular pains of the page with poor loving, teasing inscription. These acts were of course unforgettable. Forgivable forgettable. And before they could laugh over them together, time would have have to go by. Fear I have ridden that night, stepped in, but invitation to in all cold silence next day. Luke Sanderson was a liar. He is also a thief. His aunt, who is the owner of the old house, was fond of pointing out her nephew, the best education, the best clothes, the best tastes, the worst companions of anyone she ever known. She would have lips. At any chance to put him safely away a few weeks, only lawyer was prevailed, but to persuade Dr. Wendogoo, the house could on no account be rented to him for his purpose without confining presence of a member of the family. During his stay, perhaps their, for their first meeting, the doctor received in Luke a straight from cat-like instinct for self-reservation, which made him almost as anxious as Mr. Sanson to have Luke with him in the house. At any rate, Luke was amused. His grand aunt, careful, gratefully, and Doctor Meldegood, more than satisfied. Miss Anderson, Anderson, the old family lawyer. At any rate, there was really nothing in the house Luke could steal. Old silver was of value. She told the lawyer, but it represented almost insufferable difficulty for Luke. He acquired energy to steal it, transformed into money. Miss Anderson, Anderson. Did Luke an injustice? Luke was not at all likely to make an elf with the family silver, or to build a watch, or Fido's bracelet. So seems he was large confined, find, taking pretty cash from his aunt's petty cash from his aunt's pocketbook, cheating at cards. He was so apt to sell the watches and cigarette cases given him, following with uh, pretty brushes, his aunt's friends. Some day Luke would inherit Hill House. He never thought to find himself living in it.